Welcome to B.O. Boys, Monday, April 6th. Fuck it, we're doing it live. It's a raw feed. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And now we were going into this episode thinking that we didn't have any box office to talk about. But Pat, you... We thought so. I thought so, but I thought wrong. Pat, you uncovered a yeah. a story, a scandal, if you I, will. I uncovered uh, f- first uh, something that on the surface seems like a feel-good story, but when you dig a little deeper, it is one of the biggest scandals of our time. It always um, feels good on the surface. Yeah. Things always feel yeah, good. Yeah, anything surface. that feels good on the outside is always a scandal on the inside. Absolutely. So I did a little digging before we got on air. I was like, there have to be numbers. That the we have the entire internet in front of us. There's no way the internet is totally devoid of box office numbers. There has to be something somewhere. Numbers gotta be somewhere. And it turns out the numbers were not that hard to find. They were right there on boxofficemojo.com had not a full ranking of all the movies and what they made this weekend. It simply had what was the number one movie of this weekend for the weekend of Friday, April 3rd. There is a new champion, and there is a new movie. Wait, so it's not Onward. It is not Onward. It is not The Invisible Man. It is not, unfortunately, Sonic. It's got to be Bloodshot. It's got to be Bloodshot, right? It is not Bloodshot. It is not a movie that we have ever talked about on this podcast. It is not a movie either of us ever knew existed before about 20 minutes ago. The number one movie in America is named Phoenix, Oregon. Phoenix, Oregon. And it is an indie movie. The logline is Two Longtime Friends Battle Midlife Crisis by opening a Bowling alley slash pizzeria in their small hometown. That's the number one movie in America. It stars James LaGrosse, the second banana from Living in Oblivion. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a name I have not heard in a long time. Well, get used to hearing it because he is the biggest box office star in the country. The lead in the number one movie the lead in the movie that this weekend grossed $2,903. So so you're telling me that this scrappy independent movie comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and takes the box office by storm, giving people what they want in a time of, of uncertainty. When people... Let's go with that. Is, is that what you're saying or... Well, let's go with that for a minute. Okay. So that this is, according to Box Office Mojo, the number one movie. It co-stars Diedrich Baker. Bader. Fr- Bader. Is there a Diedrich Baker? It's just Diedrich Bader. Uh, maybe. That must have been... That, that's, a, that's a lot he's asked of us over the years, not just going with Baker. But he's great. He's great. So he's in the number one movie in America. Lisa Edelstein who you may remember as uh, one of the co-stars of Ben Stiller and uh, Edward Norton's Keeping the Fate Okay, from the, the late 90s. She was in that. Now she's in Phoenix, Oregon, the number one movie in America. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the other 
guy in the lead. We both watched this trailer. What did you think of the trailer for the number one movie in America? I was wondering what people were uh, were going crazy about because halfway through the trailer, I, I got bored. And that is rough when it comes to a a movie that you want me to see if I can't even sit through the trailer. But it, it struck a chord with America, so what can I say? We're not And Kevin Corrigan is also in well, this. He's, he was very good in the trailer. He's great. He's great. Yeah. But we talk about numbers here. We talk about, I mean, so this is, you know, people left their the safety of their houses and mm-hmm. went and saw this movie, right? Well, there's where it gets very seedy. Okay. There's where, if this was one of those true crime podcasts, the music would come in, the reporter from NPR would speak in very hushed tones, because this is where the murder happened. And if this wasn't a raw feed, I would add all those sound effects, but as you know, fuck it, we do it live, I'm not adding any effects. We can't. We Legally, we can't. So, the real story here, the crime here, is... Phoenix, Oregon is being deemed the number one movie in America, the box office champ. A prestigious, of a prestigious make you think, thing. Yeah, and especially in these times, it, this makes this seem like this is an honorable, heroic movie that is somehow getting people out to the theaters during a pandemic, Yes, which is a heroic act to us. And, and... To keep a criminal act to most now, but to us that would seem heroic. But also to keep indie cinema alive, like this isn't a IP. Nobody, it, this isn't a Disney. Phoenix, Oregon, is not owned by Disney. No, it's not based on a comic book. Yeah, so so this is a triumph of the little man over the big man. Yeah, this harkens back to the height of indie cinema in the 90s. Phoenix, Oregon, you would think this is continuing the legacy of your Reservoir Dogs and your Clerks and your Go Fish, you know, those type of movies. Yeah. That's what you would think because, again, Box Office Mojo is listing this as the number one theatrical release in the country. But it turns out This movie is not making its money from people going to theaters right now. So what they're doing, and I think you might have this in front of you too, is Phoenix, Oregon is doing what they're calling theatrical at home virtual screenings. Okay. So what that means is they are partnering with theaters. Theaters send out information about how to watch this movie to their their subscribers their mailing lists you know you buy a popcorn at your podunk theater out in the sticks and your email winds up on a mailing list that's basically what happens and these movie theaters are then helping phoenix oregon get people to order the movie at home and they split the money with the movie theaters. So this is a scam. This is a scam. This is a pyramid scheme. This is kind of a cult scam, I guess you could say. Cults are scams. Not all cults. Not all cults, but some cults are scams, and this will qualify. They are getting people to order movies at home, and they are calling it 
theatrical at home virtual screenings. That is VOD. Yes. and you, That's VOD. And here's the thing is that that's the kind of shady bullshit that I would expect from a big company. Yes. That is the kind of shit I would expect from Disney who wants to squeeze every single penny out of every single pocket they can. And listen, I'm not saying that in a derogatory manner because we're the BO boys and we talk about box office. I would love if these Invisible Man rentals or the sonic rentals went into movie theaters pockets to keep them going yeah i'm all about listen i'm all about a bailout i'm all about a bailout as long as you're open and honest about the bailout and phoenix oregon is not being open and honest that that is the problem here it's great you want to partner with theaters give them a piece of the pie Fine. It's your money. Do as you want. We, we're happy that movie theaters are making some scratch right now. We want everyone to get their beak wet. Absolutely. But the problem is you're calling it theatrical at home virtual screenings. It's VOD. It's VOD. Yeah. It's VOD. It- so what you're doing is you're scamming people who think that by ordering this theatrical at home virtual screening they think they're in a movie theater you're playing on innocent rubes from the stacks what was there any sort of virtual reality aspect to it is there any kind of projection that you can set up some 3d projection that makes it seem like you're in a theater so you're you're thinking is there a james lagrasse hologram in your living room not necessarily that but is there a you know like uh, the holodeck from star trek not to not to give the people out there nerdgasms that i'm throwing these references about but i do mm. know the a holodeck is it right. a, a holodeck situation because because obviously if it's a virtual if it's something like that there's got to be something more than just a regular vod or they wouldn't be able to legally call it the theater at home experience I think right now, Phoenix, Oregon, with this theatrical at home virtual screening scam, is playing on the fact that they know law enforcement, as well as the medical community, have their plates full right now. Yeah. They are counting on the fact that police are out there quelling riots, they're securing uh, grocery stores. Whatever police are doing, I don't know. But they're doing s- stuff. And and James LaGrasse and his cohorts here at Phoenix, Oregon, they know that the police and the medical community are going to be too busy right now to intervene and to take down their scam. And they know they're going to be able to get away with it this weekend. You know what, you know what this is? They're looting. Yes. This is looting. Yes. It's it's. Looting at home, virtual looting, yeah, is what this is. Yeah, which I guess is okay. Mm, I find it to be despicable. I, I do too, but they're getting away with it. No, they're not. You know why? They, in, in their press release, they say that virtual box office revenue is shared with theaters. First of all, again, we're happy. Yes. That they're giving money to theaters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's not what we're complaining about. Huh? Huh? 
Huh? But you're calling it virtual box office? We are the B.O. boys. Are we virtual? Or do, do we ex- not exist anymore? There's no such thing as virtual box office. There's either box office or it's not box office. It's VOD or it's box office, okay? And like I said, if this was a thing that other people were doing, I would be fine with it. If Disney came out and said, this is what we're doing, I'd be fine with it. Right, because they're giant corporate scumbags, and that's what we want out of them. But I don't expect scumbag behavior from scrappy independent people. Right. They should come out and say, this is what is happening, and they're not. Right. They are, they are taking the false crown of being the number one box office movie in America. This is the Black Sox. Mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. This is... This is the Astros. This is the Houston Astros. Yeah. Th- this is Watergate. This is box office game. Yeah. This th- this is a dirty, dirty title that they have. This number one movie. I'm not even saying asterisk. I'm saying strip. Strip it. Yes. Strip it. Yes. Yes. Well, that leads me to the, I would say, the other big cohorts in this conspiracy is box office mojo. Well, they're... Uh, you know, listen, they're corrupt anyway. They, 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 they put everything behind a paywall. I'm surprised this isn't behind a paywall. They're corrupt, but I used to think there were limits. You know, they put everything behind a paywall, but as we've said before, information is not free, though we want the information we want to be free to us. Of course. So th- there's a lot of layers there. I'm surprised. But in the end... Pat, I'm, but, but I'm this surprised. Scam, Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that they're not making us pay to find out information about this Oregon scam. I'm surprised there's they're, not a kickback. I'm surprised Oregon doesn't get some money for us looking into this. I mean, who knows? They might. Because I, I think Box Office Mojo has to have some kind of ulterior motive for listing on their site, which is, like it or not, the paper of record for box office statistics until now was a reputable site was until now until this moment until this weekend but they have it on their site the number one movie in america for the weekend of april 3rd is phoenix oregon with a weekend gross of two thousand nine hundred dollars which we now know probably none of that money came from people actually being in movie theaters no drive-ins they were at home ordering VOD and Box Office Mojo counted that as virtual box office. I this is this needs to be looked into because I feel like this is flying under the radar. This is obviously, like you said, there's important things going on in this country, but that we cannot allow crimes like this to be committed under our noses because then we're just not a civilization anymore. Right. Then it's right. just anarchy. Again, we know Law enforcement and the medical community have a lot going on right now. They are stretched paper thin, but someone, someone has to look into this. Here's what we do, Pat. And I think this is something that we should. There has to be an, law enforcement must have an internship program. Get get an intern on this, someone. Unpaid intern getting on this. You know what I say we do, unpaid, of course. Here's what do we do? Here's what I say we do. I say we shoot. A movie. And by that, I mean shoot anything 
for an hour and a half, right? We yep. put it up on a website. We charge $6.50 and create virtual box office. And then we have mm-hmm. the number one movie in America. We get we mobilize so you, the wannabe O boys and right. the wannabe O girls right. to get everybody out there to buy this movie. We split that money with local movie theaters, and we mm-hmm. we have a movie that is the number one film at the box office. And guess what? You don't even have to watch it. You just have to pay for it. And then we get that title. We take it back where it belongs, and we hold on to it until actual movies, actual movies are able to take that back. So you're saying the B.O. Boys, the movie. Mm-hmm. We make it. We make it. On our phones. Yes. Whatever. Phones. <laughs> phones, whatever. Whatever we got. And then... I mean, Soderbergh. It's good enough for Soderbergh. It's good enough for us. Yes, and it'll look the same. Yeah. The B.O. Boys, the movie. It'll, it'll look just like High Flying Bird, huh? Yeah. And we dethrone this fraud that is Phoenix, Oregon. We dethrone, so you, dethrone the fraud that is going to be now on Twitter. Hashtag dethrone the fraud. People will know exactly what they're talking about. Right, right. B.O. Boys the movie. Hashtag B.O. Boys the movie. Hashtag dethrone the, fr- the fraud. It's, it's easier to hashtag than to speak it because I don't have much mouth. Yeah, that's why people hashtag because no one wants to talk anymore. I, yeah. Other, if you don't have a podcast, there's no reason to talk. Just use hashtags. Save it for the podcast. Shut up and save it for the podcast. Why are you talking normal exactly. life? So what we're saying is Phoenix, Oregon and Box Office Mojo, what they are doing is a fraud. And the only way to fight a fraud is to become a bigger fraud. Yeah. How do you defraud? We need to out-fraud them of course. to defraud them. How do you defraud mm-hmm. a frauder with a fraud? Yeah. No, I, I, I think that makes perfect sense. I, I, I think that is the only move. Because otherwise, next weekend, Phoenix, Oregon is going to be number one again. Oh, my God. Well, nothing stopped this. This is actually disgusting to me. Like, yeah. we have to flatten the curve and we have to flatten Phoenix, Oregon. Yes. Flatten Phoenix, Oregon. Yes. Also in, that, ha- in that order. In that order. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We in know that where order. The flatten the curve are. first. Yes. All right, that is shocking news, and you know what? I'm disgusted. Virtual box office revenue is shared with theaters. That's what this press release on the Phoenix, Oregon movie site says. Theatrical at home, virtual screenings. They are making up terms, making up terms that did not exist, which you shouldn't be doing. We don't need new terms. We don't need new words. We're full. Dictionary's full. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying that they're making money. This, this is as if in the 90s, Austin Powers, after its theatrical run, which was very respectable, did a lot better than people give it credit for. The first one? But everyone, the first one. Okay. Made over $50 million on a like $15 million budget. Was a hit. You know where I saw that? But I drive in. Wh- Future of movies. Great. It all comes full circle. But the thing everyone knows about the story of Austin Powers is that it made a ton of money on video and DVD, and then the sequels were huge hits in the theater. But this would be as if 
Austin Powers started touting itself as having made $200 million in video, but then instead of that, they said it was virtual box office. So you know what? You know and, what the move and, is here, Pat. You know what the move is. What's the move? James Cameron. Mm-hmm. So James Cameron takes Avatar. Right. Virtual theater experience. Mm-hmm. And he just starts charging for people to watch that movie, VOD, call it virtual theater experience, and right. overtake Endgame. Right. Release Titanic again and double double team endgame. Spit yeah. spit roast that sucker. And just say it's all one movie. Because now there's no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. And and that's what Phoenix, Oregon has done, is they have opened the hellmouth. They have in their backwoods way, not thinking about it, not thinking about consequences, thinking, oh, we'll call it virtual box office revenue. What's the harm? What's the harm? The harm is that now you have opened the hellmouth to the nether worlds of box office and anything is possible. Yeah, welcome to Because they may be a demon, but there's bigger demons who are out there and they just let them out. Yeah, well, welcome to a hell of your own making, James the Gross. Thanks for that. And I, Thanks for that. We love Ke- Kevin Corrigan, great character actor. TV actor mostly, but longtime movie character actor. Yes. It pains me to see that he's part of this. He can't know. He can't know. How did he not know? I, I, I won't. You cannot convince me that he knew. So we put it all on the feet of James LaGrosse. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Bader knows. But, but Corrigan, mm-hmm. he doesn't know. It was just, he's a working uh, actor. It's just a job for him. Right. He doesn't. Right. And once and once we let him know, he doesn't. He, he's going to be through the roof, upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because he woke up this morning, and he was told that he is not the star because he's never going to be the star of anything. He's a character actor, but he is in the number one movie in America. Kevin Corrigan was told that this morning at his apartment, and he must have had the biggest smile that he has had in 20 years, 30 years. And now he's going to find out that it was all a big lie. Well, we also, I think we also have to protect Kevin Corrigan. So hashtag protect Kevin Corrigan. Let's just let him believe this. Let's, let's not ruin his life just because these people around him screwed up. Okay. So we want, Everyone to know, except let's keep it quiet around character actor Kevin Corrigan. Don't let him know. Don't let him know. Okay. So hashtag protect Kevin Corrigan. Absolutely. And then if he asks about that hashtag, be like, Kevin, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're protecting you. Yeah. All right. So enough about, we're giving this sham movie so much publicity. Do you understand this, Pat? That we've said the name of we that should. movie way more than we should. What we should be talking about is B.O. Boys the movie coming to AMC mm-hmm. Vision. Yep. 650. Half of it goes to AMC to keep it afloat because AMC is having trouble. Regal somehow is doing great, I guess. I don't read anything about Regal being in 
bankruptcy, but AMC, I mean, I guess we should talk about that. Uh, I mean, AMC, we do have a lot of moves to talk about. Bad reports on it. We do have a lot of moves, but so we'll we'll split the revenue of the Bo Boys, the movie with AMC, keep them afloat. Yeah, we talked about fucking or Phoenix, Oregon for twenty five minutes. Can you believe this? Well, number one movie in America. Thanks for that box office mojo. Oh, all right. So let's talk about these moves. Okay, let's talk about actual. You got a list of movies that could make actual box office sometime in the future. Not uh, virtual box office revenue? No. Now, there's been a ton of moves since our last episode. And we're going to start with some stuff that got dated, which it had previously not been dated. Okay? So, A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place Part 2, which was Mm -hmm. originally supposed to come out March 20th, which we all know has passed, has been redated September 4th, 2020. Now, that might make you think, hmm, September 4th, 2020, early September, that sounds mm-hmm. like the Warner Brothers horror spot. It's, it's got to be, right? And you'd be right, because that is what they're trying to capitalize on, that big well, horror no, movie. Well, no, it's, it's not. It's not. I'm going to correct you there. Well, no, what I'm saying is it's that movie. It's not the Warner spot, but it's... It's not. It's not, what, it's not a Warner's movie. No, well, but there is, the, see, here's, here's why I'm actually correcting you. So Quiet Place is opening September 4th. That is Labor Day weekend. Okay. It is not the Warner's spot. The Warner's spot is still happening. It's the following weekend, Friday, September 11th. And never forget. that is, n- never forget this movie that's coming out. It is the uh, latest um oh my god i can't believe i'm forgetting the biggest friend conjuring it's the conjuring movie is coming out that weekend so i did miss so quiet place yeah quiet place is opening up on labor day weekend which is insane because that is still you know we have year-round blockbusters now but labor day weekend still has hung on as the complete dumping ground for box office traditionally labor day weekend is just a total shit show. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes out. This is when you, you know, in our youth, this is when you would open the off-brand David Spade movie on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And they are opening Quiet Place 2. So they are basically trying to create a new weekend on the calendar. I mean, this whole, this whole, this whole year is going to be different because the fall is going to be totally stacked all the way into winter into Christmas. Oh yeah. That's going to be oh, this, the stack time. Yeah. This is a Pam Anderson sitcom. Absolutely. This fall. So then we also have Mulan, which was undated for a while, obviously supposed to open March 27th. That has come and gone. It is now mm. going to open July 24th, 2020. So they're, they're hoping that there are going to be movies in the theater in July. Which is optimistic. They are. I think that's optimistic. Well, this is what, and we texted about this when you told me that Mulan was moving to July 24th. This feels like a blood sacrifice. I think Disney is in a way throwing their hands up with Mulan by opening it in July of this year. Well, they already did enough promotion of it that... 
they feel like if they would move it to another year, that's so much wasted ad revenue. Or I mean, right. ad dollars. You've got to start all over. Yeah, you gotta you've got to do the the Disney. The, you got to do the the McDonald's Happy Meals again. You got to do the right. You know, spots on hot ones. You know, Mulan right. eating hot wings. Like th- that's one of those things where it's gonna feel warmed over. I think that's right the thing. because you got the you got the hot ones. People probably said we ain't keeping this in episode in the can for a year. No. You know, we got we to gotta be timely. We're releasing the Mulan Eaton Wings Hot Ones no later than July of this year. Because it'll be, by so, next year, it'll be all, all new hot sauces. Exactly. You know. There'll be no continuity if, if they wait until 2021 to release that Hot Ones. And the Spice Lords, they'd get it. They'd see that it's not, they'd see it's the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the hot wings from the last season, the hot sauces from the last season. They they know. The Spice Lords know. Right. Fucking right. trying the to. The Spice Lords Screw with the Spice yeah. Lords. No, they would see Mulan eating those outdated spices, and then you would say those those spices aren't even hot today. No, they're not. Yeah, they are still hot, but they're not hot as in cool. Right, exactly. So Mulan is moving to this July. Now I guess we could jump to, could you tell them what movie is being moved from that weekend? Because this plays into my theory that Mulan is being sacrificed. What what was what is moving from there? Do you know? It is uh well the movie that was supposed to come out this July twenty fourth was Disney's The Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, that's right. That got moved to next year. So that was supposed to come out July twenty fourth, and then that is moved to July thirtieth, twenty twenty one. But again, that movie they had not started to do promotion for. So exactly, uh, I feel like that's a movie that it's not like I'm not gonna go see that movie next year. Exactly. I think that you're right. A big part of the calculation was that Mulan had already done so much advertising this year. But I also do think they're looking at the landscape. I think definitely this July is going to be very tough for whatever movies come out. You know, people are not going to go back full capacity by July. Okay. So I think Disney looked at these properties and they said... Jungle Cruise is the one we have very high hopes for. This is maybe a billion dollar baby. Let's not screw with it and put it out this year. Let's protect it. Put it out next year when everything's back to normal. And and we also As for Milan. Yeah. Well, we talk about we talk Milan's about, getting sacrificed. Well, here's the thing also. We are on a different trajectory right now, the US domestically with with mm-hmm. COVID-19. So by the time Mulan comes out in the foreign markets where it wants to do Bafa Bobo, those theaters are going to have been open for longer. That's where they're going to make their money. So they're going to make that Mulan money overseas. It's going to fail domestically, and then they're going to scapegoat COVID. Right. I mean, this— And I do think— Mulan gets And I do think Mulan— Mulan gets an asterisk, and I think Mulan will be on Disney+. Plus very soon after it comes out i mean not as quickly as onward did i don't know we'll Mm -hmm. see i mean there's so much uncertainty with how this is all going to play out uh you know because we just don't know when people are going to go back to theater so that puts wonder woman on the 14th i mean that's one of those things where oh that's august 14th uh, august 14th never mind that's that's still probably going to have some issues but not as many 
So right. let's let's talk about Black Widow. Let's talk about it. Undated for a while. Was supposed to come out May first, twenty twenty. Move to November sixth, twenty twenty, which of course is the Eternal slot. So now we know, yep. like we've been saying, and most people have been saying, every Marvel movie is getting moved back. Yep. Which you know what? They're all getting moved back one slot, which we all we all knew was going to happen. Yeah, and and like at this point. I don't want to talk about the prospects for Marvel movies box office wise, because so many movies are a question mark now because of just how people are going to rush to the theater or not. I am predicting that Marvel is going to have a major swoon in, in box office. I I feel like people are just not going to be interested. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. Endgame seems so definitive. It made so much money. And I do think that, it being Black Widow getting moved and then they're going to see this prequel, they're going to think it's old news. I just, I feel like Marvel is going to have a real hard time at the box office as all Disney movies are going to, because Disney has a very weak bench and we're not going to get into it because we have so many movies to talk about, but that is something we will talk about going forward because I do believe that this is the downfall of the Marvel movies as we know them beginning here. Well, I, I think that they are not able to come out of the gate, you know, after however long theaters are closed, Marvel had to delay its movies. They're not coming back with one of the all-time beloved characters. It's not like the movie that's coming out first is... Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got some other big moves. I mean... Ma- Top Gun 2 Maverick which was mm-hmm. a movie that this one hurt this one hurt bad so June 24th is when it was supposed to come out it is now coming out December 23rd 2020 so it's a Christmas movie uh, this is a great move I think this is an awesome move yeah because when you looked at even before any movies were moving from coronavirus when you looked at the box office year there wasn't that giant mega movie coming out for Christmas the way that in years past there's always been a Star Wars movie, there's been Jumanji movies, there's been huge billion-dollar babies. And that wasn't slated for this Christmas until now. Top Gun sort of did find a way to move into an empty spot. Yeah, this is a, a movie you can take your whole family to see. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, day after Christmas, Slurp Day movie. Yep, yep. So I do, yeah, th- I do think that this is going to be, this is a great move for this movie. I think it'll do better in this spot than it would in a crowded summer. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, hopefully, you know, optimistic here at the B.O. Boys, Hopefully this is a particularly joyous holiday season. I, I, People yes. are, 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 are feeling good about having gotten through something. And you're going to want to celebrate. And you're going to want to celebrate at the box office. Not the virtual box office. The real box office. And now you could do that with Top Gun 2 Maverick. A true blockbuster. Yeah. With a true movie star in Tom Cruise. Yeah. And hopefully by then COVID will be in the rear view. People who were scammed 
by Phoenix, Oregon will have gotten their mm-hmm. money back without mm-hmm. the knowledge of Kevin Corrigan. He will not mm-hmm. have known about any of the hullabaloo. That is mm-hmm. my hope for Christmas. That is my Christmas wish. So we've got some other moves. SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge on the Run. It was coming out May 22nd, 2020. is now coming out July 31st. 2020 so that's going to be one of the first movies to open uh i I don't really know the prospects of this movie the spongebob movies do fine are people going to rush out to see a cartoon that they could watch at home even with the meme popularity i mean now that he's so his existence is meme heavy i don't know if people need the movie when they have the memes right right the meme is in your pocket do you need to go to the theater and carry the meme there, basically. Absolutely. So then we have Free Guy. So Free Guy, that is the Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds movie where he's in a video game, mm-hmm. moves from July 3rd, 2020 to December 11th, 2020. So some heavy December movies. Yeah, it has become such a crowded fall and Christmas season. I mean, it's basically the summer is in the winter right now. Mm-hmm. Then we have Munions, The Rise of Gru. So the Munions were undated for a while. They were supposed mm-hmm. to open July 3rd, 2020. And if this wasn't COVID related, though, according to you, this was they forgot to finish the movie, right? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's COVID related in the fact that you could, you know, perhaps the, the, Post-production people weren't allowed to go to their workstations. I still think even that's an excuse. I think the Munions editors just forgot to finish editing the movie. I think it was simply a, you know, snooze on the alarm clock situation. And and not to get political, because, you know, I am apolitical at best, apathetic at worst. Mm -hmm. The places where these movies are animated, I doubt that they're worried about health hazards. Am I correct in right. saying this? I think the Munions overlords, um, they're not giving... Yes. I, I, I think there's no work-from-home situation on the table there. Yes. So this yeah. movie is moving to July 22nd, 2021, which was the Sing 2 spot. Mm-hmm. And now, so where is Sing Two going? Sing Two is coming out December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Gotcha. So that's, I mean, at the, that's moving. So at that point, things start to feel a little abstract. You know, moving from July twenty twenty one to December twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's why I'm not. I mean, that's why we're not going to go into all the Marvel moves because whatever, that's too far in the future. We do right. have. A few more things to talk about. The French Dispatch, which is the Wes Anderson movie, supposed to open July 24th, 2020. It's now going to open in October, October 16th, 2020. That's a movie that... Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I would see that movie wherever it lands. So I don't know if, you know, the summer getting moved doesn't really make much of a difference. I think it's better for its award season. October feels like that's where the French Dispatch always should have been. Mm-hmm. That feels right. Now, here's something that I, I looked on the numbers, and the numbers has 
what ha- has been delayed. They have a whole, you guys, fuck box office mojo. You got to go to the numbers, the dash numbers, because they have so much information. They're the go-to now. And mm-hmm. they have a whole section where you can just see what everything has moved. And by the day that like the date was announced and then the new dates. And I found a little nugget that totally surprised me. There was a Garfield. There was a Garfield movie that was going to be released by Disney, an animated Garfield movie that was supposed to come mm-hmm. out June twenty fourth of this year, and it is really? it is now undated. Now two things: I did not know there was going to be an animated Garfield movie coming out this summer, and also Disney acquired Garfield in the Fox acquisition. Something I also did not know. So Disney owns Garfield and owns Odie. But here's the thing. Doesn't own Sonic. That's, that is their big blind spot. So you have Garfield, they bought but, Garfield you, but you don't have Sonic. And they didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They should have traded. They should have traded. They could have traded. I, I think that. Was it Paramount? The Sonic? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they would have known better. That's that's such a... You, maybe you do that trade in the 80s before Sonic existed and when Garfield was at the height of his powers, but no, here's, you can't do that trade in 2020. Here, here's my argument. You look, at, you look at movies made from video games and how they have mm-hmm. always underperformed. Mm-hmm. Pikachu underperformed when it is one of a one of the most globally known characters and that movie could not do over 140 domestic right a disaster Mm -hmm. and you look at these garfield movies and they have they have a track record of the box office they do well if i was bob Iger, and that first sonic trailer comes out and everybody says oh god look he's disgusting blah 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 if I'm Iger, human teeth, human, human teeth. hands, we, yeah. Let's let's not relitigate Sonic, the OG original Sonic. Mm-hmm. I'm Iger. I go to Paramount and I say I can take this off your hands. And if they say no, 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 we'll fix it. He'd be like, I'll give you Garfield. Mm-hmm. I give you Garfield for Sonic. Give me the footage. We fix it up. We put it out. No harm, no foul. That that would have kept Iger's job. Now, yes. now he's in the streets. Now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's he's probably fine. I, he's probably in a. But he, he ain't running. He ain't running Disney no more. He's not running Disney no more. And so, and Sonic was a huge hit. Those two things are not a coincidence. So that's what I'm saying is like you give up. I would have given up Garfield for Sonic if I was Iger. Mm-hmm. If it came to it. Yep. Now, if you're a real good businessman, you don't have to give up Garfield. You no, just take you just Sonic. Buy Sonic you just buy Sonic outright. But. Yeah. You know, I I do think that that would have been something that would could be on the table. Yeah, no, it was a huge it was a huge misstep by Bob Iger, and uh, we're not going to let him forget it. Nope. And speaking again of uh, Bob Iger, bad decision. Artemis Fowl, a movie that should never been made, was in my on my bombs list two years in a row because it got mm-hmm. moved several times. Was supposed to come out finally this summer, May twenty ninth, twenty twenty. And it is now going to Disney Plus. Wow. So 
for our record keeping, do we count that as a bomb? Well, you were trying to play this game with one of your movies, right? Because I'm sure I was. Because, because if it didn't if it didn't come out, then that was zero box office. But right. I, I don't I don't believe that we can do that because we we're not scam artists. It has to have the chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, so then you don't. This counts as a hit, not a bomb. So you were wrong. No, it doesn't count as a hit either. It doesn't count as anything. How is it a hit? It, here's the thing: is the presumption is that it was gonna bomb because you don't put a movie on Disney Plus if you don't if you believe that it could make money theatrically, right? Right. So this was an out. So this was definitely a movie that was going to bomb, but I'm not going to take that and assume it's a bomb because who knows? I mean, look at, look at, uh, Phoenix, Oregon. That movie is the number one movie in America. And I never would have guessed that. So you never know until it's put out. Right. All right. So Artemis Fowl is going straight to Disney plus. It's a movie that would have absolutely tanked, but it gets saved in the history books. And then last thing before we go on to the VOD charts, Bad Trip, a movie Mm -hmm. that we claimed was still going to come out on April 24th, actually got pulled from the schedule and is now undated. So now this was, there were no real announcements about this. We had to dig pretty deep. Yeah. And that's the problem is that this, this is shameful that it didn't make deadline. Yes. Not shameful for the makers of Bad Trip. It's a shameful act by deadline to not be on top of this story. Oh, it's a cowardly act. Yes. Well, they're in the pocket of Big Disney, and, and Disney can't buy Eric Andre, so. No. He cannot be bought. Nope. So Bad Trip, according to its Wikipedia page, is currently undated. I I mean, I, I really want to be able to see this in a movie theater someday. But this also feels like this could end up on a streaming service. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I think it would do buffo. I mean, that that's a movie. 19, 1999 rental? Come on, I'd do it tonight. 100%. I'd do it 100%. tonight. The thing, though, is after the success of The Impractical Jokers, which was a prank movie, had there been no worldwide pandemic and the Eric Andre Bad Trip movie was able to come out of the theaters, it could have really rode that momentum of prank movies and become a hit. I do think there's a budget difference between the two, though. Right. I don't think well, Bad Trip was and, made for $3 million. And and the thing of, that we've talked about, Impractical Jokers, of course, was a Joker movie, so... That, you know, Bad Trip, maybe, maybe here's the last thing I'll say about Bad Trip. Consider calling it Bad Joker Trip when it finally comes out. Joker's Trip. Joker's Trip. Exactly. Perfect. Call it Joker's Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so VOD. Uh, hold on. Let me throw up real fast. We got to talk VOD numbers. Well, here's the thing about VOD, because we're, we've had a pretty full show already. So I think what we should do, 
we'll do quickly look at the the I'm just going to r- rattle off the top 10 movies on the iTunes chart. That's what we're, we've decided to use as our VOD list, yeah. just to have something. And it's easier. It's the easiest. We're not going to Fandango now. Huh? What, what the fuck is that? It's, you know, email us. If you've ever gone to Fandango now for anything. I think that all Fandango now uh, uh, purchases are people accidentally thinking they are buying actual movie theater tickets and instead they accidentally like rent a movie on a Fandango streaming service. Is that how Phoenix, Oregon's getting all its money? Probably. It's one of its scams. So it has multiple so, scams. Of course, if you've got one scam, you have a bunch of scams. That's one thing I learned from uh, growing up. Absolutely. There's a pattern of behavior there. Yeah. So... The iTunes top 10 will start backwards from number 10 all the way down to number one. Number 10, Uncut Gems. Great movie. Glad people are watching it. Number nine, Ford v. Ferrari. Number eight, Contagion. As people got to, as you've said before, people got to wear the band's t-shirt to the concert. Yep. So they're getting Contagion. Number seven, Knives Out. Number six, Onward, which bombed in the theaters. But, you know, people are watching at home. We'll get back to this one. Number five was 1917. COVID-1917. I mean, 1917. COVID-1917 COVID was number five. Number four, and a nice spot for it, Bad Boys 4, Life, number four. Yes. Number three, Jumanji Next Level, just another blockbuster. Such a strong movie. Number, t- number two, Sonic the Hedgehog, just across all platforms, is has just been dominating. Number one. Was Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker was number one on iTunes. Well, you know the reason for this, right? Tell me. Well, because I'm struggling with it. Because the way the charts work is that it's a combination of renting and buying. And so this movie just became available to rent. And so the price of it for most people dropped from 19.99 to 5.99. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So the people who didn't want to pay 20 bucks to own this movie are throwing $6 at it out of pity. These are your nerds. Gotcha. Oh, now it makes sense. These are your nerds who can't help it when Star Wars isn't number 1 even though they hate it. Mm-hmm. Because they're self-hating nerds and they also are can't can't help but throw good money after bad mm-hmm. at Star Wars. They're renting this movie just to say, "Hey, I did my part. Leave me alone." They go on the message right. boards. They say, "Hey, I rented it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone." Right. So and they wait until it drops to six dollars because it was not worth it to them at a higher price. You can see it didn't. I mean, Sonic people are buying Sonic straight up yes. buying Sonic. People yes. were straight up buying Jumanji. Now Jumanji is uh, uh, is rentable for three ninety nine on iTunes right now, but it was high on the charts in all of its iterations. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bad Boys. People are straight up buying Bad Boys. People are straight up buying Knives Out because it was high on the charts. It's getting rented. Things like that. So Star Wars, this number one means nothing. This is almost a nothing. more meaningless number one than Phoenix Oregon. Yes. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is the Phoenix, Oregon of 
VOD charts. Of the iTunes charts. Yeah. Yep. So here's something we need to end the show on. Uh-huh. As we said, number five this week on the VOD iTunes charts was COVID-1917. Yes. Last week, the number one movie on these charts was, again, COVID-1917. Mm-hmm. So our theory was, of course, when it was released theatrically, 1917, that was the title it was released under then. Its big scam was to trick people into thinking that this was a movie about World War II. Of course, we exposed it. It was not. It's a movie about World War One, And that was the original scam. See, you said something earlier in this episode that is really resonating, is that you don't just have one scam. If there's one scam, there's multiple scams. Absolutely. It's like cockroaches. It's a multi-scam. It's a multi-scam. You see one cockroach, it means there's thousands hiding under the baseboards. So in 1917, we saw one scam. What that means is that scam came out to try and find food to bring back to all the other scams. Mm -hmm. So we have uncovered... What we were trying to do is figure out what scam they were using to trick people into purchasing it on VOD. Our far, our first thought was that, of course, COVID-19 is in the news. They use the fact that 19 is in their title, tried to get people to think that 1917 was a movie about COVID-19. Absolutely. So that's one scam. But a wannabe old girl wrote into us this week with what I think is the definitive scam. So wannabe old girl Stephanie wrote in to tell us that this is her theory. And on the show, this is where theories become fact. That people have been looking up the big flu that happened early in the 1900s. And so what you had a lot of people doing was thinking to themselves, when... Was that flu? When was that? It was 1918, 1917. So you had a lot of people who were Googling 1917 looking for information about that flu. And instead, what they landed upon was the VOD rental for 1917. Yes. That is what happened here. Again, Sam Mendes not coming out and saying... This is not a movie about the pandemic of 1918. He hasn't... Fi- his- Find me that interview where he said that. There isn't one. It doesn't exist. You know what he is right now. He's laughing it up in his big old mansion with a thousand rolls of toilet paper, and he's wiping his ass with N95 masks and then using a mm-hmm. ventilator to dry his balls. That's what this guy is doing. Yep. All right. Yep. And if anybody asks him about this movie and, oh, does it have anything to do with the flu? He's going to say, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me you got you got to stream it first. Stream it. Then you'll for know. yourself. Then you'll know. Then you'll know. He'll say is 19. 19- People read into my movies what they want to read into my movies. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, d- I don't prescribe. Uh answers onto my movies you have to you have to rent or buy them on itunes to find out i defy anybody in our audience to find a current interview Mm -hmm. 
where Sam Mendes denies, flat out denies that this movie is trying to capitalize on COVID-19 and the swine flu of 1918 or the Spanish flu. It's Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm, he, 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 I'm, he doesn't he doesn't say that. No, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you put on this this movie and people are speaking Spanish. Sure. I'm sure he has that. I'm sure he has that as an available selection. And now we know the reason behind it. Because he's trying to trick viewers, customers, into thinking 1917 is a movie about the Spanish flu. And here's the thing. Even which then, happened in 1918. Which he also does, which is, you know... Because we all know World War One is an inferior prequel to World War Two, which is the blockbuster. I mean, this is a prequel to the to the Spanish flu. Like that's the thing. He's like a year before it, so it's not even important. Nothing important was even happening. Right, right. But he, again, none of that is in the description of the movie, and none of that is in an interview with Sam Mendes. He never clears that up for people. Now, can Sam he Mendes? He just lets it sit there. Is he somebody who can be tried for war crimes? Because he made a war film. And mm-hmm. he made, he's made a film that is misinformation. It's basically fake news. It, it, it's, it's, it's cinematic fake news. Yeah. And this is not once. This is twice. And who knows, in the next iteration of a film, like whatever it is. Because, you know, we had... VHSs, then we had laser discs, then we had DVDs, now we have VOD. What is the next scam for the next way that movies are going to be released? Well, or just even thinking of the current modes of distribution, he's done scams in the theatrical release. He's now got multiple scams going on the VOD release. At some point, 1917 is going to be on HBO. Oh, what's the scam? What? Oh. What's the scam there that Sam Mendes uses to drive up the HBO ratings? Because you know he's got them. They're 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 hiding out under the sink. All of Sam Mendes' scams. Here's what he does. He turns nineteen COVID nineteen seventeen. He turns the numbers into Roman numerals, and people think okay. it's a Game of Thrones prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very possible scam. But the thing is, he's got scams that we can't even predict. I mean, I... I, What what happens when 1917 eventually gets to to be the, the, you know, the the $2 movie on local TV on a Saturday night? Well, that's, I mean, that's a whole, I mean, God, by that point, the scam will have mutated and it will become sentient. Right. Then we really have to worry about it. Right. Because it'll infect all of us. You think COVID-19 is bad. COVID-1917, that is something that can't be stopped. Right. That's post-facts. Well, that is, that is post-truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad out there. But we got to thank Stephanie, our wannabe old girl, for she got in there. She she went into the hornet's nest, went into the cockroach cave of 1917, and she uncovered the latest scam. Yeah. So thank you, Stephanie. You're doing God's work. And if the media yeah. was better, 
if the media was better, they'd be doing what you're doing, Stephanie. Well, but they're not. We're, we, we're part of the media. I'm a brainworm inside, the media. I'm a brainworm inside the media's head. As we we're part know. of the media and we're, and we're doing good work. So I think this episode of our show counts as a win for the media, which we're part of. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to give them a win. Well, they got to win. So I think we've done it, Clayton. We have done it. Pat, how can they contact us? Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. You could be, much like Stephanie was this week, you could be a wannabe old boy or wannabe old girl who has a theory, brings that theory to us via email, and on this show, we make that theory into fact. Yeah. That is something that we will do. Yeah. You saw the process right here. Email, theory, and theory becomes fact on air. Nice. So this is the time where I would talk about our Patreon, but obviously, as as I've said, you know, we're not running a scam. We're not we're not Sam Mendez. We're not Phoenix, Oregon. We're not James LaGrosse. We're not James LaGrosse. We are not asking for money. We're putting a freeze on any new Patreon subscribers. You can go to Patreon, BO Boys Patreon, and Window Shop if you want. Because mm-hmm. I know right now People are just can't afford it. They can't afford it. And we understand that in the future, they will pay extra for what Mm -hmm. they got for free in the past. We know this is human nature to do that. So once they get something for free, they're going to say, when is my opportunity to pay for this? And in the future, they will pay for it. So that is our hope. And that is the contract by listening to this and not giving money to the Patreon now that does not mean that you don't owe us in the future. So this is a freeze. This is not us saying you don't owe us anything. Right. It's not a, 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 an absolution. We're not absolving you of the debt. No, no, We're no. just... This is not a pardon. Letting the... De- yeah, exa- it's not a pardon, exactly. This is a freeze. It's so- like... Yes. Right. Like when, when sometimes the governor stops the execution, but... Altogether, but sometimes he just delays it, and then, you know, the the, the execution is, is is still paid in full. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's what this is. So, Bo Boys Patreon, you know, in the future, think of us. I'm saying, you know, listen, TBD when you can give money again. But I would say, don't. This isn't free reign to to just splurge, and buy the stuff right. that you think will be fun and make you feel better you always have to have in the back of your head well i do owe the bo boy something so Mm -hmm. so exactly that money can't be spent you got to hold on to it just we don't want it right now right but still put it in a shoebox somewhere i would recommend that highly yeah so pat i mean we did it my friend i think this was a shocking and sad episode i feel like this this whole pandemic should be bringing us together instead it's just unveiling a lot of dirty scammers which i'm really Mm -hmm. not happy about so i think we can all do better yeah but i think it's good for the world that we're out there the bo boys are out there shining a light on 
these box office scammers. They 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 will not get away with it. No. James LaGrosse and Phoenix, Oregon will not get away with it. Sam Mendes and COVID-1917 will not get away with it. Hashtag will not get away with it. Yeah. This is great. So I think there's nothing left to say then. Till next time. We'll smell, smell you. you at the box office. Box office. Nailed, Nailed it. it.